Let's, yeah, we're good. Welcome. Welcome. What's today? Tuesday? Tuesday. Episode 7, right? Yeah, I don't think the Lakers are going to catch back up. <laughs> God damn it. It's Woody and Chris coming live from Staples Center. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, where are they playing at? They're in Chicago. Well, shout out Chicago for winning that. My hometown. Not really. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up, guys? It's Woody and Chris here. Back again. Back at you. Back with you. It all. Back. Yo, what up? It's Woody, Chris. We're back again. Episode 7. 21 and up. We did Is se- episode 7? Episode 7, dude. Lucky That's number 7? Lucky number 7. Na- lucky number 11? You ever seen that movie? No. Josh. I've seen uh, seven with Josh Brad Pitt. Pitt. I've seen that one too. That's, That's a, a classic. One. Kevin Spacey, dude. That's the real Kevin Spacey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kevin Spacey plays a character in his whole life, but his but the real Kevin Spacey is the character in seven. It's scary to think that like you'd probably be with him in those situations and you don't know if he's acting or not. And he's that yeah. and he could be did that you, good. Did you killer. see um after like all the controversy and allegations and stuff with him, he like maybe this year at some point put out it was like um like promo it was like him and the character from uh House of Cards and he filmed it in his kitchen, dude. It was oh, so man. creepy. It was so creepy because he like seeing him act like a weirdo now uh is a hits a little different because yeah, he is a weirdo. Know who he is. Yeah. And, like like I said, imagine being there. And you're like, okay, that's a good act right there. Yeah, like, like uh, you can stop now. Like, yeah, and he just keeps going. It's just him, and he's nobody's yelling cut there. <laughs> no, no, except the police. <laughs> yeah, so we were naming things that involved seven, mm-hmm. Snow White and seven drawers. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, seven, seven, seven. You know, win a bunch of money. We were talking gambling last time. Uh, like, seven minute abs. Seven Wasn't minutes in he- seven minutes in heaven. Eleven or there was a scene in something about Mary where he picks up a hitchhiker, and the guy's like, "I'm gonna make," and I forget. He's like, basically, there was like in the '90s, there was like a, I think it was eight minute abs was like a popular video. Seven minute abs. I know, but like I think in the movie, he makes it seven minute mm. abs because I think it was eight minute abs you, was like you. the thing, and then he was just like. He's like, oh, I'm going to come out with a video with seven-minute abs. And he's like, well, you better hope nobody comes out with six-minute abs. And he, like, this guy, like, has, like, a mini inner thought, like, freak out, like, no. <laughs> and he's just like, seven is the lucky number. Seven is the key. Snow White and seven drawers. Seven-minute abs. <laughs> and then just, like, a whole banter. Maybe we'll have to, we'll have to figure that one out and well, this put is, that as the promo. Yeah, this is episode seven, seven-minute abs. We'll just, we're talking all things seven. Yeah, we had a cool day today. Um, we did uh, our finally we did our giveaway, our second giveaway with Tommy, which was ten people came and we uh, hung out at Lowell Cafe. I think we kind of talked about that place last Lowell? time. Yeah, Lowell. Lowell is it Mike, Lowell? Well, there was a baseball player named Mike Lowell, and I think he spells the same way. So, so Lowell Farms or Lowell Farms? He was Dominican, so that's why I'm like, what is it? I mean, Lowelly. Lowelly, that'd be sick. Lowelly Farms, but um. Yeah, so I mean, we we shot a vlog, so <laughs> the cat's out the bag. <laughs> but no, we shot a vlog, so uh, we'll be putting that out. Uh, so you can kind of come with us and see what we did that day. It was cool, or what we did today. I wasn't aware that it's like basically reserved until um, like February. I heard. Yeah. So like, I don't think you could just walk. So anybody listening to this, please like. Find out what their deal is. Don't just show up. Yeah, don't just show And make sure you bring your ID. I think, I mean, we only got to go because Tommy's giveaway thing, but I'm, I, we're a lot of people outside. Yeah, there was a line in a, at lunch. <laughs> like, we got yeah. there at 10 a.m. and there like, was who would empty. Be here yeah. At 10 but even inside, it wasn't packed. It definitely wasn't packed. But again, that was during the day. It's probably booked out for dinner. Also, I did want to go ask a few people that were like there already. I'm like, what? Is this your day off? Yeah, true. That is a weird place to be. Yeah, ten... but it's kind of cool. That, that would be the norm. But nobody's going to a bar at ten a.m. Yeah, like but to go there and grab a cup of coffee and smoke some weed and uh, I mean, you got it. If you bring your own weed, you have to pay like a. Un, it's called a toking fee or some shit. But it's it, like a corking fee. Yeah, like exactly. What, so I what got. Was it? That's. Crazy. I think Somebody it was. Asked me it was twenty or thirty dollars. Twenty or thirty dollars. 
Which I guess isn't bad, because, I mean, you're going to pay... I think a corking fee is normally, like, 15 20 Yeah. And that's a bottle of wine. That's probably 12 Yeah, that's usually what it is, because if you smoke two joints, I'm sure that's more than 30 bucks at fucking Lowell. You wonder how much swag weed people would bring and pay the fee that's more expensive than the weed they're bringing, just, you know, because they don't want to pay that much money. That'd be bad. Well, people do that, I'm sure, where they pay more on the corking fee on, than the bottle of wine they spent, just because they're like, well, I don't want to spend... Forty dollars. I yeah. want the wine I like. I know I won't get sick from. But I'm sure that place is gonna have. I can't wait for them to be open for like a year, maybe a year. But I'm just even a couple months just to hear some stories of like what have you dealt with as a server. As I think, so there's a server and then there's bud tenders, right? Mm-hmm. Or bud waitresses, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. There was bud people behind the bar. I don't know. There were so many damn employees. I and then yeah, there was a lot of employees. A lot of employees, and I was like, "No wonder this place will be fine." They yeah. got plenty of people running it. Because I was wondering, like, if this place is gonna be popping, I hope the service is like you know, gonna keep up like a normal restaurant. And I was yeah. impressed. Like, the and they're place. probably super on it right now. Our food was out so fast. Yeah, we not... went and shot out front, and then we For came back. Our food was there. <laughs> four, five, minutes. yeah, not even. Yeah. And then, you know, this isn't food that you could just microwave and no, I guess stick out. The head chef is from Tao. If you guys know Tao, uh, the restaurant club all across America. So, I mean, it's, the food's kind of that style, uh, a little less formal, uh, a little more Americanized. We got chick- We got the fried chicken sandwich, which is actually pretty good. Would you say it's like, uh, like upscale pub food? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's good when you high. But they had. They said they had a breakfast menu. That they were trying, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to see that. She just though. said she just recommended a breakfast burrito, but I mean a nice stack of flapjackies, if you know what I'm saying. Get your reservations in though. Yeah, go check it out. I'll bet you the menu changes up. So if we're talking about something mm. that's not there when you get there, my bad. But uh, that place is dope. It used to be a beer garden. Yeah. I used to go there uh, when I worked for BuzzFeed. In fact, when we got laid off, we went and had. Our uh, like last round of drinks with each other as a farewell to one another. It was there because it's just walkable from where the office was. But uh, I thought it was funny. That was the first time I had been there in three years or something like that. And I was like, wait a minute, this place? It's a this is Lowell Cafe now. I don't remember what the beer garden was called though. But it looked exactly the. They didn't change much, but oh, cool pictures on the wall. Yeah, I was gonna say that the interior was super dope. dope. Our vlog and, and the video with Tommy will show all that. Got some cool sh- shots of that stuff. Um, but yeah, Lowell Cafe in, I don't know, West Hollywood, Santa Monica. I, I, I say Hollywood. I'll tell you one thing you can't smoke cigarettes outside of it. Yeah, I almost got in trouble. <laughs> Someone uh, got pulled over for something by a motorcycle cop. And if you're from LA, you know, the motorcycle cops be. In your mirror. Sneaking, yeah. So Always. she got pulled over, and I was smoking a cig, and we were about to film something uh, outside. And this lady, like, walks by, and I said hi, and then she said hi. Uh, and then she, like, came back and was like, hey, did you know that it's actually illegal? And at first, I got, like, offended. Because I was like, oh, like, you know when someone tells you, like, yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, oh, I think I'll be all right. But then it kind of clicked. I was like, no, this lady's being dope, and there's a cop right there. Yeah. Well, I also think she breathed your smoke walking by, and she just wanted to say something. I actually thought she was going to make a citizen's arrest at first. That's but- what I was going to I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, what's going on here? But she ended up being cool because she was like, I'm just trying she to save cool, you. But the way it started, it was weird. But how often are you walking up to people and alerting them of that without being a dick? You know what I mean? It's probably a yeah. very... Like, some moment in your mind. Like, you aren't prepared to go say that spiel. She just was on that block. You know what? Did she work there? Because she was No, she was a guest, though, yeah. She was a and guest. And I, t- I said what's up to her again, and she was nice. Okay. Shout out you, lady. But it's not every, it's not every day that you're going to go up and say that to somebody unless that's, like, your, your due you diligence. Or, or, or. Or you had that ticket. Exactly. But, no, she she said to me, okay. she said, There's she said, I'm just this. here to... In like a cool way, she was just like, "I'm just here to make sure you, like, you living right." Or not, no, no, no. That's not what she said. That's not what she said. But I, she said something around. She was definitely that. trying to, one, alert you, help me out, make sure that. I didn't get a ticket. I don't think she was being a bitch. I just think no. she was just very firm about it for being a stranger. Yeah. Like, but then by the end of it, I was like, okay, she doesn't care if I keep smoking, but she feels 
I think she it made her feel good. Like she was like, oh, that was a good thing. Well, because she lingered, I thought she was waiting for you to put it out, and that's and why I, did I couldn't put it figure out. it out what her what her deal was. I was like, so she just gonna like scold you and like make sure you put it out before she moves on with her day? Because I wasn't sure she was going in the cafe. Yeah. I thought she was just walking by on the sidewalk, and I was like, man. And it really, it, I sat with it because it's like I watched her in the distance, looking at you, mm-hmm. like half a block it's probably in the footage somewhere yeah this and was when i was i was on camera so yeah I was, it I might was, be on camera yeah i was we'll look at the footage yeah. tomorrow and but uh when you're on camera you don't really pay attention so it's like you're in a different dimension when you're doing something on camera so she kind of pulled me out of that i was like what yeah i mean i was holding the camera and i didn't understand i was kind of like is she scolding him is she like is she about to give him a ticket herself can you do that in this city like i really didn't understand the whole thing, and obviously it all came out great and yeah, all that, but I was dope. just thinking, you don't have that spiel practice now. Maybe she had 18 steps before she said, hey, you know, and, you know, it's awesome to see people being aware of these things. And just being nice and cordial. Like- yes, being, you know, informal. Either way, you know, it's, it's funny because we were going to talk about it anyways, and I might as well bring it up. I felt like that's what the Joker movie made me walk away feeling is like be a little nicer be you, like you, you know you never know what someone's going through not only that you don't know what their life is like or like what if what if i wasn't there with the camera what if you were crazy and like I and you had that cigarette snapped. in your hand you were just snapped right there and she was just trying to be polite which and i wouldn't have ever done you wouldn't have but people now approach Everybody with such caution now that you're so scared to even say something like that. Like, if I wasn't there with the camera, I wonder if she would have said something. You know, maybe she would have because she was going to Loyal Cafe, maybe because we were in West Hollywood. But do you think, like, there's not very many places that she would be so polite on the street? It was just, it was a nice thing. You just don't see it very often. And, and, uh, that's the way I came out of the Joker movie, to be honest, was, I mean, obviously that story, if you saw the movie, is way drastic from what I'm talking about, but the one of the messages I think in there is uh, being alert of everyone else. I mean, he says it in the movie. I think one of his dialogue is about people are just shit now, and uh, well, I mean, I have to see the movie again, but uh, I'll see it again. But I, I I thought it was a great movie, uh, cinematically, obviously. Yeah. But uh, cool to see a socially com- awareness of what's going on in the world. Way to t- tie it in together. And what's even crazier is the movie's done by Todd Phillips. He did the Hangover movies, if you are not aware of those. And you know what's funny is I didn't see him make an appearance in this one. I'll have to look up the INDB if he does that. That's like Todd Phillips' thing is he he pops up in his movies as like a little Hitchcock scene. I'm not sure since this one was such a different movie for him. I'm not sure if he took the time to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Go see the Joker. I know you don't go to the movies, Woody. No. But that one's <laughs> that one's like I don't doubt it. I want to see like very like put it up there with Dark Knight yeah. where you're just like, "Whoa, I came to see a comic book movie." Yeah. And I just saw something way more badass or whatever. However you want to take that movie, I thought it was a great movie just everybody start being aware of one another and then we're talking about this thing with Woody with the cigarette thing, so it all ties in together. But uh yeah. yeah, there's a there's a lot of that kind of stuff where I'm from in the Midwest, comparative to out here. You know, I feel like back in the day, prejudices and shit like that. I mean, it, it was a lot worse, but I feel like in the Midwest, man, it it's still kind of like that. So I can't imagine because a lot of weirdos come from the Midwest, man. That's straight. That's no lie. But people don't approach each other when they're weird. That's the problem. Yeah, and they hate on each other. I'm like out here, it's a lot of love, and in bigger cities, it's a lot of love because there's a there's a little more understanding. Whereas in the in in where I'm from, I won't give I won't put it on blast, but Uh, no no no, it's just uh, people like looking through their eyes and and their eyes only. So there's a lot of things that uh, whether it's a generational thing or just a I don't even know, but people just if they don't accept something, then it's wrong. Whereas like our generation and more so out. In bigger cities and on the coast, I feel like are a lot more forgiving, it, per se. But they're just willing to look through people's eyes and be like, "I, I don't really like that, but I'm not. I got nothing wrong with it." Whereas uh, over there, they're like, 
oh, I don't, what the fuck? Like, fuck that. Like, tattoos are, you know, Tattoo. ear gauges. They're just like, anything that they don't think is right is wrong. Not like, gotcha. I don't fuck with that, but that's okay. Which causes... Like, out here, everybody's cool with everything. Even the older people are like, oh, you got yeah. tattoos and gauges. Like, I've seen it a million times now, so I can't really... Like, and, you know, the older generation might have a problem with it out here still, but they're not as forward about yeah. it. Maybe. Even weed. I mean, weed for sure, because I'd be in outside a McDonald's or something and come in smelling like fucking cushion. The fam, not family, but like this old dude is threatening to call the cops because he's like, you smell like weed. That's crazy. Cause yeah. I go probably I go everywhere all- here. Yeah. Smelling like weed. weed. We smoke weed on the way to shit. But over all there, the bro, it's like. They'll you're looked down on, you think? Yeah. Or just... For, yeah, For if they'll look down on you for anything, and if even if they aren't on... Like, you could be a full-on adult, and people will look down on you, you think, still? 100%. Whoa. If I went back now... Like, I get it if you're, like, a teenager, and it's like... No, if you're an adult, then they're just waiting for you to fuck up so that you, they can... That's rough. You know, it's like connection, right? When you fuck up, and they want... They don't like something about you, they'll they'll be like, you fucked up. Cause like weed, they're like you did that, you did that terrible thing, cause you smoke weed, so that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, they just wait for that. It's crazy, cause I don't know that mentality, and I know there's a lot of people out there in the reverse that don't understand. Majority, the I would say, of the mentality of growing up in Southern California. Yeah, like, you know, there's a lot of people that have come here and have been here for ten years, and they say they've been here and blah blah blah. Um, you know, it's different than being here since you're a kid, where it's just like that's it was a part of life. Only like thing you, you know, it as a kid, you saw it as a kid. I think it was like in ads before you knew it. Like we were just, you know, we're we're gonna get to it. We're watching music videos and whatnot, and you realize who was smoking weed before, but it was just not not like they tried to hide it almost. Like it's a cigar. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, or even we were just watching that music video where they're this is. Still on the same subject, but they were talking about sex or like a princess or whatever. And oh, they, they get the condoms. They hand them each other a condom, but they don't zoom in on it. It's just like you kind of have to hear what they're saying, and you see a little hand exchange of like, here it is. Yeah. And we'll get to that. What that? Yeah. Is. Right. Comment below right now what music video that is, or what music video you think that is, and we'll talk about it a little later. But if you really think, if at you this get point, it right, that you know be talking about. There's two guys outside of an airplane exchanging something with. A stack of money in a little case, and he's like, and that's all you get. That's all you get. Yeah. If you know the music video, you don't know that shit. Either way, where did where did we go? I'm 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 high. What did? I mean, we're just talking talking about about prejudice, basically. But about weed, yeah, that's right. And weed, yeah, being hidden in the music videos and whatnot. Yeah, it's crazy. uh, I mean, smoking weed has been hidden by even in like like now you can go out and do it as like a someone in the light in the spotlight. My bad, but. Back then, you'd have to hide it. Like, you wouldn't know any... You don't know anyone that smokes weed every day back then. You could guess. You could think. Whereas out here, there's people that not only do it openly, are completely... Have completely built their brand off of it. Well, the people that were smoking weed every day weren't really people that, like, people wanted to associate with. That's what I'm saying. And now everybody that smokes weed every day, people are like, I want to hear what this guy has to say. Yeah, and because I realized that the, the normal dude that... You thought didn't smoke weed every day is smoking weed every day, and he, and he just didn't say anything. Yeah, I mean, because he didn't want to get he's those people stayed, you know, hidden and didn't come come like they didn't speak out about the issue of smoking weed and how it's not really that bad because they didn't want to get associated with what the stigma became. So what, that's what you do. You make every all, all the good people that smoke weed, all the positive things, all that gets hidden because those type of people can't come out and say, hey, yeah, I smoke weed every day. It's really not that big, which is is now what's happening. People are, have been doing that for a while now. But back then, you know, you couldn't do that. It was just all bad. Yeah. And uh, on the same subject, I wonder how many of those people, where it was another point I was going to talk about today is, Monday was the largest single day release <clears throat> of nonviolent prisoners in American history. There was 462 nonviolent prisoners released in Oklahoma. Uh, it's like a plan for the state. It saves the state like 11.9 million dollars. And I it don't was know all if that's weed crimes too, right? 
it was a lot of different things, but it was all nonviolent crimes and small crimes and a lot of weed crimes, stuff like that. that so should... this could be the first state of many doing this. And but to it maybe we'll have to keep an eye. I wonder if that number would will be beat of the probably in our time. If it already, it's funny. That's is Woody and I were talking about how if you were to hear it in a trivia, like when was the what year was the largest single day release of prisoners in American history? It just doesn't sound. Like something that's happening today, it's like something you're like because it should have happened already. It should have happened already, yeah. and mostly people shouldn't be in jail. But uh, here they are being released in 2019, 462. I bet you anything though that number would be beat. In the I let's future. hope. I hope it does. Once they hear the numbers of how much money it saved and how stupid some of these crimes, probably most of these people were locked up for. Yeah, and I mean the fact that people are still locked up for stuff that's legal now is crazy. That's crazy. Like I'm, in the same country. In you know the same mean? state. Oh, like, I'm just saying there's people that can do it, like, right over oh, across I'm, a straight state I'm, line, and it's like, hey, it's cool over here. I'm saying there's people, seas here. there's people who can do it outside of the jail, but oh, they got right, arrested right. And before, they've been in there it. before it. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, 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 Which gotcha. is crazy. Yeah, but even still, there's people that are in a state. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, well, I guess there's people that did it in a state that's illegal and are in a jail, a prison that's that. in a state that it is legal. It's weird to think that, like, people come to America and it's like, well, it should be all good. Like, if you came from another country, you're looking at it on a map and you're like, well, it should be all good. Obviously, I know L.A. is good and New York's good. But some people are like, but it's cheaper in the middle. But I don't know. that. I'm just going to go in the middle. Imagine them going in the middle and just There's like, for the oh, first time. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go through some journeys to not, get to one of the yeah, coasts here. Yeah, this and is not what I signed up for. If you did get stuck in the middle. Of the country? If you if somebody's dropped you off in the middle of the United States, would you go east or west? What when now? Yeah. Uh. Probably west. Right. First instinct, probably going west. Yeah. Do I know anything about where I'm at? That would be the craziest, coolest vlog of like. All right, we're giving you like a grand. There's a. They do that. There's a yes theory. They yeah. do that. They do that exact shit. Man, these people must smoke weed. They do one. They did one where they wake up and take their homie there in Europe somewhere to a like a different country and leave him there Damn. with no phone. And then he's got to find. He's got forty eight hours to find his way back. They do shit like that. We should go find one of the prisoners, and go discover some stuff with him or she. That got released. Yeah. See who's been there the longest and go discover some yeah, shit. Yeah, or who has the most bullshit charge. Let's get on a train, tell us your story, and then while we're on the train, we'll get off at stops and be like, do you know about this? And like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's a good idea. It'd be cool. That's a high idea. idea. That's what this shit's about. Somebody make that show happen. Netflix, I know you're listening. Yeah, that'd be sick. We've had too many good on ideas on here to not have Netflix listening. Right. <sighs> Anyways, are the Lakers winning yet? Yeah, what's the score? Lakers break. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, water break for me. Breaking news. Let's see what the score is. Lakers are winning by three. I told you. I told oh you. God. They're a second half team. Dude, they the, were down. And they have a great record right okay. now. They're not going to fuck that up. Whoa. Okay, so Lakers were down 48 to 60. AD stepped in, bro. 48 to 65 at half. Dominating the second. Okay, so they won the third quarter by four. But fourth quarter, they're up 16 nil in the fourth. Yeah. Lakers are a new team this year, folks. Top of the West. That's why in the middle of the West, if you got dropped off, that's probably why. You'd be like, Lakers are doesn't good again? You probably come straight to the West. So True. it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to see the Knicks or the Celtics right And now. remember, we, we uh, I don't remember what episode it is. Someone can take a look. But we did an episode where we predicted the finals. <clears throat> so check yeah. that out because. Because right We're now, only Clippers six games and Lakers in. are at the top. Yeah, and, and I said, I said, Clip- I think said I said Lakers. Lakers win the championship this year. But you said, who, even deeper, we said in number order, we did something about numbering, we did top, we did numbering the, top the West. Four. We did just the top four. We might have done six. No, no, or six. Four? It was no. Because we couldn't figure out where to fit it was Golden four. State and Houston and blah, yeah. blah, but we were like, but definitely, I think we said Lakers, Clippers. Yeah, like, I, top. I think it was Lakers, Clippers, Portland, Portland oh, yeah, and Houston. Oh, yeah, I said Portland. We'll see. It's a long season, but it's looking good at the beginning for all these teams. The West yeah, is really as long exciting. as AD doesn't get hurt. 
The East is exciting. I know everybody's saying the East is exciting. I just don't pay attention to East teams at mu- as much. It's I not exciting. I mean, Kyrie's going off, but that team is Mil- really going to flourish Milwaukee's next year. Milwaukee's the East, right? Milwaukee's yeah. good. They beat the shit out of Minnesota, but that doesn't count because they were out of town. Yeah, the Sixers, I mean, but they're not really doing it much. Beats out. I like Miami. If anybody saw that fight, by the way. Did they even connect? I don't know about that, but the whole thing is awesome. Just the, the trash talking and the headlock and the... Just the drum behind it. It just adds something to basketball right off the get-go. Yeah, like oh, yeah. First week or two. Like, get get something going out there with some drama because Golden State's, you know, not going to be talking trash anymore. Yeah, freed up. You know. This is going to be a competitive this, season. This will be – L.A. is going to have two battling teams to the very end. Um, Houston could still do it, maybe. What's the East doing, though? That's what I'm saying. Like, what's – I mean, the Nets are doing all right. The Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls are competing with the Lakers in that. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying there's not. And the craziest thing is there's a lot of players. Like, there's a lot of star players in the East right now that yeah. are playing. There's Kyrie. There's Blake Griffin. Oh, yeah. There's Chris Blake Paul. Griffin. Chris Paul plays for Oklahoma, though. Yeah. No, they're in the West. They're in the West. Um, Sorry. They're, uh, Derek Rose on Derek the Pistons. Rose. You got Jimmy Butler on Miami. Uh, Knicks are trash. And um, they got some young... Gunners, they may be in the like. I think they're like in the top. Who Knicks? Yeah, Look, are they? Pull up the East standings yeah, right now. I actually, I'm curious. I'm pretty sure because the East is is not doing hot right now. No, not at all. Because I even looked at the Nets' record and I'm like, well, that's not really impressive. It's like four and three. Somehow they're like Sixers five and one, Heat five and one, Celtics uh, okay. five and one, Bucks five and two. Those are your top four. Okay, so we were talking shit, but bottom four is Toronto, Charlotte, Indiana, Brooklyn. Yeah, see, but they got, yeah, they got easy games. Knicks are at the very bottom. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> they haven't. No, they've only won one game, right? One and six. Yeah. That's why I was like, Knicks are trash with the the Pelicans. Yeah, the Pelicans are done. But the Knicks have been trash for years. Yeah, I they know. talked about it on the radio. They were saying like, what, eighteen to twenty-one year old kid out of high school or college. Knows about the Knicks history. The Knicks history was in the early nineties. Yeah, like Patrick, Patrick Ewing, Ewing was fucking twenty years ago. Like no kid is idolizing Patrick Ewing anymore. It's idolizing Steph Curry's, maybe LeBron Kobe Bryant, James, bro. LeBron James still. But like I'm saying, but some of those older stars that I grew up saying, like these kids don't. You know what I mean? Like I barely remember the Knicks being good. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like like when like Larry Bird was playing when I was a kid, and like you know I that was at the end of his career, and that's. When the Knicks, after that, Patrick Ewing played for a few years. Jordan. After that, I don't remember. Yeah, Jordan playing against the Knicks. That's it. Irrelevant. The Bulls and the Knicks have been irrelevant for a while. So, they may, I mean, sorry, when they fired Phil Jackson. Yeah. But I'm just saying, the right there's a move. whole era of people that don't even appreciate that. And they're just like, well, yeah. I want to go play on the West or I want to go play for the Celtics or the teams that have won in recent years. I think I mean? New York still has the appeal, though. But now they got KD on Brooklyn, so Brooklyn's about to take that spot, especially next year. If next year they compete and they get to the the playoffs, at least to the conference finals, I think that'll do a lot for Brooklyn, wow. and they'll take the, they'll be the New York team now. They're the New York team now to watch, but right. they're still not the New York team. No, once they win their first championship, what New York team is to watch these days? But you know, K. No, I mean Nets. like in general. Like, there hasn't been a championship team besides the Yankees, but it's been since 2009, I think, if you count the And the, the Giants. Giants, yeah. But what like, about the Rangers? They won. It's just crazy how these some of these bigger market teams don't have, like, there's no such thing as a, besides Golden State, that's like, you know what I mean? It's just not, like, New York and L.A. haven't had a dynasty in 10 years, I feel like. I get the Dodgers are on their way. Yeah, losing multiple championships in a row. Yeah. <laughs> And the but Ducks, yeah. the Kings did their thing out in L.A. for a little bit. A little bit. When they had Very little uh, bit. Riley. For some reason, they're still holding on to some of those guys of that, those teams. Oh, who's their goalie right now? Still quick. Yeah. He's an, Olymp- he's an Olympian. He's an Olympic gold medalist. I'm, I mean, I'm there's pretty a lot sure. of young talent out there, I believe. He's old as shit, <laughs> dog. Saying, like, can he still do the splits? No. Obviously not. He used to be a— Kopitar's still on the team, I think. Like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Go. But, like. I don't know. It's again some of these legends, like again going back to baseball, having Kershaw and Kopitar in hockey, and you know, I don't off the top of my head, I can't think of maybe, but these guys are eventually going to be gone. It's going to be interesting to see so much young talent coming to the new wave. 
There's a lot better. Yeah. All this stuff, but the East needs to do something this year. Who is the who who did Golden State pretty much beat up on the last few years to win the championship when LeBron was on Cleveland. each team? Cleveland? Yeah, they played for four, four years yeah, in a row. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're telling me no went- other team but LeBron was on the Lakers last year. Who was the team of the East? Oh, so Toronto won it all. Yeah, Toronto. So Toronto. Who's like not doing they're not doing too well either. And you could say that it's like yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just weird how the NBA works, I guess. Because it's like the Patriots dominate the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not anymore. Those, not anymore. Shout out Lamar Jackson. Baltimore. Crushing that undefeated record of the Patriots. It's pretty sick. Now only the 49ers are undefeated. Which is also pretty sick. Which California. hasn't happened since, like, fucking Steve Young. <laughs> Who was it when it was Baltimore versus... 49ers. Yeah, what was their... Super Bowl. Yeah, I think well, it was in The New coaches, Orleans. what were their names? The brothers? It was, uh, it was the two... Coach uh, of Michigan now. I don't know why I'm blanking on their names. Yeah. Harbaugh. Yeah, there you go. That was Jim sick. And, I remember that. Jim and Joe or Jim and James or... That was when Kaepernick was... He played that James Super Bowl. James and Jim. Jim. John. Jim, John? Jim is the he's the coach of Michigan now. Jimmy John sounds good right now. Did you ever have Jimmy John? Oh yeah, in college all the time. Delivery, bruh. I didn't have Jimmy John's until I was like in my mid to late twenties. Really? Yeah. We didn't have it out here. Our hits were Witch Witch, Jimmy John's. Uh, I just had that last year for the first time. That's just that shit's fire. Um, Jimmy John's the uh, first in the last couple of years for me. Pita Pit was one. I don't know that one. I, I think we have only out here. Pita's like yeah. what you know. It's a little different out here. Uh what else? That's basically it. And then we went to the bar. <laughs> Random <laughs> thought. But, yeah, the, it's going to be an interesting uh, NBA season. I'm very, 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 very excited for the NBA season. The East will rise again because, well, I don't even I – I couldn't come up with a very clever segue into this, to be honest. But it's Diddy's 50th birthday, and he's from the East. It was, yeah. Happy birthday, P. Diddy. And rest in peace, Kim Porter, for sure. Yes. But um, I'm not sure what day it was, but it was this week. So by the time you hear this, it's been like 10 days. Yeah, it was yesterday. Birthday. It was Monday. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, November something. Third, uh, yeah. Happy fourth. birthday to Diddy. An icon, a legend. Puff Daddy, Diddy, P. Diddy. What was the one? <laughs> Fuck that. Combs? No, the African one. <laughs> oh, my God. Kunta Combs? It's something like that. Kunta Combs? Oh, man. We, saw, we were watching... In honor of, I think it was MTV. Yeah, MTV, his best moments, cause from the, but it was made by his making the band channel. Yeah, he said at the bottom. Like, yeah, MTV. So making the band shit made a best of happy birthday moments. Yeah, cause Diddy. he was like he was on TRL all the fucking time back then. I didn't realize TRL was back. Now they are. I haven't watched it, but if if you guys go look up Diddy on TRL, he's Diddy's done some great things when he ran the marathon. That was f- incredible. We raised like two million dollars. He was in Get Him to the Greek. He was in Get Him to the Greek. That <laughs> I love like, that movie. Yeah, he ba- he basically plays himself, but it's incredible. It is incredible. He ah, did made history with Biggie. Can't forget. Absolutely. That. I mean, there's the thing. I don't. The funny thing is that when Diddy came out, I didn't. You just assumed he was, you know, like dancing in a video. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, like. So he's the star now? You know, it was kind of weird. It was weird for him to all of a sudden be the lead after being in, not the shadow, but, like, in the background of all the Biggie videos. And, like, you knew he was a manager. You know, he wasn't, he was so goofy and funny in the videos. You're like, I can't take this guy seriously, like, which was cool. It finally broke the gangster Stereotype. Stereotype and, and like that Biggie you could be fun. Is as gangster as you right, could. but like you had this guy in the background that was kind of funny, and then like we were watching their videos, and all their videos were epic movies with some like, like hilarious shit in them. The opening with the Tiger Woods yeah. stuff. What is it? Puff Puffy Woods. Puffy Woods. I'm here. I'm Mace. I'm Mace Gumble. <laughs> dude, Mace Gumble here. Oh, dude, and it was like just dude, ideas. His scary just, dream when he wakes up. <laughs> it was I like, just woke up from the illest dream. <laughs> and that's what it's about. Like it was about just listening to what he had to say and see if it works. And if it sells, it sells. Keep yeah. li- and he knew what stop. to make and he knew what would sell. He that's knew. the best part. Because man, that man made some fucking money. And for a long time he made the most money in hip hop. I wonder how much money he made off the books. A lot. <laughs> He's, 
I mean, he's and he's probably close to a billionaire because you know he started Revolt, which is incredible. Is that a magazine? No, it's like a they got it's like a media platform. They got oh, YouTube okay. stuff. They're on TV. He sold it or no, no. He oh he runs that bitch. Revolt Summit was just out in L.A., which was super dope. Uh, they do the one in New York. Joe Budden is is on Revolt. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Joe Budden. Two episodes ago, we talked about yeah. Him. So and I kind of talked about Revolt on that episode. But um, yeah, dude, he's incredible. He uh, he, I'm a I'm a Jay Z fan. That's my who I think's the greatest rapper of all time, greatest businessman. But I mean, Diddy's right there with him. Diddy's right there with him. Now you did they not know on each the, other? Not really? on rapping skill, but on business skill. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's, they're because he doesn't. They're rhyme. moguls, or how would you say it? Moguls. Yeah. But they're hip hop moguls, but they're also business moguls, which is like right. they were the first ones to kind of get to that level of on the business side, right? Rather than just making a bunch of money and dancing in the videos, they're actually making a fucking bunch of money and starting record labels. You wonder, did Diddy land on Biggie first, or did he have other people first and it just didn't work out? Uh, he was an intern for uh, I forget what record label, and then he yeah he came upon Diddy like when they're in their early. Like early twenties or like nineteen, something like that, and then they just kind of like he kind of paved the or not paved the way, but they they just took it on together from there. Puffy was dancing in the videos. I say it again. All in the videos. If you don't know what we keep referencing, that's Suge Knight <laughs> teasing him at the Source of Wars in ninety five five or whatever. Yeah, which is also fucking crazy. Fucking classic. When that's you when go Outcast back and watch came that. out too, and they won Best New Hip Hop Group, and they go. The, they go on stage, everyone's booing, and go, and uh, Andre 3000 goes, South got something to say. <laughs> it's dope. Because you could tell, when, uh, they do, there's a documentary with Organized Noise, and which we won't get into. It's a dope fucking group. But uh, in the Dungeon family, they talked about it, and he was just like, he was like, oh, there's a mixture of being nervous and just like pissed off. And he's just like, South's got something to say. <laughs> which is dope, because the West and the East were fighting. That was when, you know, Diddy and and Biggie did that sick ass performance at the end, and you know uh, Snoop Love got him. up there uh, and talked some shit. Tupac, pretty much everybody was did. there. Suge talked shit. They all t- and they all talked shit to each other on the stage, booing like it was hostile. That'll never happen again. Hell no. Some like it'll go down in history books. Yeah. There's like oh, yeah. no award show that ever be like that again. No, someone could have died that night very easily. Very did, very easily. Didn't somebody? No. <laughs> Did somebody? I don't know. I mean, off like nobody famous. I'm just saying, like maybe at a party. I'm just saying, you don't know. You know what kind of shit they were up to. Neither of them died that night. Speaking of Outcasts, I think that album. If you can help me out with the title of it, I remember I posted it about. What was it? What'd you say? I think 17 years ago that Outcast album came out with the the one that had bombs over Baghdad on it. Oh my, am I struggling on the name? But it was. Sick album, high school shit. I used to listen to that with David. Oh, that one? That Stankonia? one. Stankonia? Yeah. Yeah, Stankonia? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that came out 17 years ago, oh. like last week. No, that came out 19 years ago, dog. 19 years ago. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah, I guess you don't realize, because that's like, when you think of that, that's like a newer Outkast album. Right, but I'm saying even and that's 19, 19 years, years ago. Because their first album... And, and you're talking about them... Ten years prior, yeah, getting something, yeah, because they're for Southern. Maybe pl- more years prior, nineteen ninety four, bro, twenty five <laughs> fucking years ago is Outcast when put out Southern playlisted, and that was first. Yeah. Wow, actually, they, well, the first song they did was Christmas. Was is a, uh, I'm sorry, it's Southern playlistic, like whatever. Um, but uh, they put Players Ball on, which is is a song that got them famous and got them signed. I'll play a little bit of it. Have you ever heard this song? Maybe. And fucking, uh, yeah, that I know it's a sick video as well. But um, Outcast. Outcast. My one of my favorite rap groups, you could say, I guess. Two of my favorite rappers, but definitely one of my <laughs> the top rap groups. And they're not gonna not get back favorite. together, right? I mean, they never really broke up. They're just like kind of off doing their own thing. Mm. They performed at Coachella. That's right. But Big Boy's done his own thing. And Coachella reunites. 
Yeah, because Rage Against the Machine is going to be playing Coachella. We which saw. is sick. That's. Do you see Lost Profits broke up though because of it? Which makes really? sense. So they can pursue. Yeah, but I don't think it needed like. You don't to need to be say now. Yeah, like. Why don't you just say we're pausing? Tom it? is going to play in fucking Rage, bro. You have to. Yeah. If what's the lead singer's would, name again? And you can all play that band too, if you guys. If Cypress nah, Hill. No, 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 no. You can't. You time. got. You got to get the raw. Like they got to go back to how they were. You know. Right. That's probably what like, Tom Morello wants to do. Right, but like, there's no reason like he can't do that in a year from now. Oh like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or play Rage to close the night, but he's gonna go play for another band. Oh yeah, yeah, six yeah. bands before that. Yeah, on the same bill, he can yeah. go play for Profits of Rage. I think he did it. Maybe it's just too. And much. And it was too much. Yeah, but it wasn't. With, it wasn't older, with Rage. Those hands gotta make it. Those Dude, all yeah. those sounds. He's gotta bring it all back. What's the lead singer of Rage Against Machine? Zach Delarocha. Yeah. I feel like when if he ever was like, yo, I think we should get back together, everyone on the band just like quick well, that's jumps on. That's what I'm saying, because he the was the one, one who didn't want to do it. The only one you don't see in a- Well, that's not true. I think he has some side projects, but certainly not like the other ones we're doing. No. And he can fucking rap. He yeah. can rap. Yeah. Like, uh, people don't know that shit. He, they, Rage does have a cover of um, one of the Cypress Hill songs, and I just can't think of which one it is, but he... Really insane in the membrane. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's not that one. I forget. It's a good. I forget which one it is, but uh, I'll have to look it up. And I'm sure somebody's listening. Be like, it's this, you idiot. I'm like, I know. But... I know. <laughs> I'm excited to see all those, but I probably still won't go to Coachella. No, I don't do nah, festivals maybe, like maybe. that. Really, I like festivals, but they're sometimes too much. Yeah, and well, too I've never young. Been to Coachella, too so young. I can't say that I don't do them. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I used to do Warp Tour. Warp Tour was Warped cool. Warp Tour is sick. But yeah, I don't really go to a lot of festivals as much, and I don't really count like if it's a big venue and you have three or four bands, or even yeah. if it's six bands. It's not a festival. It's one day to me. I just mean like I don't really go to. Well, then again, Warp Tour wasn't really multiple days, but I did try to go to like the L.A. and then the Ventura one because they're I lived in the middle. So yeah. I was like you can go to both. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've never flown anywhere to go. Like I know Riot Fest is in Chicago. I always mm-hmm. wanted to go to that, so I guess I would go to that but then everybody that tells me to went to that they're like miserable like it was cold it was rainy it was muddy <laughs> yeah that's yada, rage yada. i don't want to do that though that's right uh, maybe i'm too old now yeah, man. 10 years ago i probably would have done it but uh but then there's um there's also uh i didn't even go to the fest i wanted to this year in la for hardcore it was um sound and fury which it was i don't even know where it was but so it sold out in minutes because a band got back together for one day, for one, you know, for one of the days. And so it's kind of unfair that the whole festival got sold out because of one day. Yeah. So they had to work it around where that band played like another show in L.A. the night before. So the, it's a band called Half Heart. If you don't know them, look them up. Pretty awesome. But uh, that was the one festival like I wanted to go see because I would have seen. Yeah. Man. All three days there was good bands playing, but. It's yeah. like we were talking about the other day, like the Misfits. Like they, yeah. did, they didn't do crazy, crazy big shows back in the day, and then no. they broke up, and now they're back together now they and they do forums. Stadiums. I yeah. didn't go to any of them, but I see all my friends on Instagram, and they're showing. I don't know if it's like the soccer stadium in LA or whatever it is, the Coliseum or wherever they played. It's yeah, just gigantic, and it's yeah. just like echoey and like. And it's the Misfits stadium, and you're like, <sighs> all the pig- I don't know if I'd want to go see. I mean, I would for the. I don't know if that's that's not the you need a roof over you. I like for, small uh, venues. Yeah, for punk know? music. Like I want to go. Yeah, like I want to. You know, I guess feel it, feel the vibe. Yeah. Um, I still go to shows. I try to go to the small. I still go to Chain Reaction in Anaheim, which is like one of the smallest venues in Southern California. I just went there for some band for a reunion show. I don't know what it was, but uh, um, I'm gonna be mad. I'm not gonna remember that now, but. <laughs> I've been there a couple times for some shows, and it's just a tiny venue, and I like that feeling. I yeah. don't know. I just, and then when I went, even Hollywood Palladium was a little big for me when I went a couple weeks ago to go see that Greta Van Fleet and Shannon the Clams band. I just, I felt so far away from the stage, and like, yeah. you know. And now that we're filming shit, like when we go to High Hopes and you're on stage, you're like, well, I don't even want to go to shows anymore. Yeah, like, that kind of ruins have, it. Yeah, you're like, I just want, why, why even go? So I remember maybe. It was maybe five, four or five years ago when I first experienced that because I, I used to shoot uh, a lot of concerts back in Iowa when I was in college, and 
it was like when Mego Bad and Bougie came out. And uh that was kind of one of the first bigger shows that I shot and uh that like I I experienced that feeling and there was like there's a feeling so I that it was about probably about 5 to 10,000 no nah, probably about 5,000 people in there. So there's a cool when you're That's a lot. Yeah, and but when you're in front of them all, that's a crazy feeling. And um I'll never forget, man, uh at the Snoop Dogg the 25th anniversary. I have a picture of it, but it's just you're you're up there and you're in the moment, and you're in the zone, just fucking flicking away like admiring that you're shooting this person like Snoop or someone that you never thought you would see that close. Right. Who I've met now multiple times, but that's beyond the point. And then you look back and you see fucking 20,000 people in Oracle or however many people are, can uh, be in there. Just light up when the lights go on. You're like, I'm in front of all these fucking people. Who come to see that one person. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I was thinking about that too, that aspect. like of, And they're doing that in multiple cities. There's 25,000 people here that like will come you see them. And you got like a... Five percent taste of that, maybe two percent taste of like what that person must feel on stage from all those people looking at him. Yeah, they're looking at they're not there him. for me. Yeah, they're there for and him. you're like thirty feet away, and you're like getting chills. Like no, when, you're like five feet away. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, five to thirty feet away, whether you're in the pit or whatever. But you know, it's probably people are there to hear you say every word and move that you make on that little stage. If yeah. you fall down. Everybody sees it. Yep. If you drop an F bomb when you're not supposed to, which there's places in Florida or Georgia or some shit that you, you get, can't cuss. Yeah, you can't cuss on yeah, the stage. That's what I'm saying. Like and like, there's people probably like in the crowd. Like, can't wait for him, so I'm gonna write this down. Oh, or yeah. arrest him after he's They're off like the that show. For like, there's people like that just watching the motherfucker eat. <sighs> are like getting out their tour bus. So no wonder many they don't get off drug. the bus. No wonder it's. I wouldn't. Uh-uh. I wouldn't. Hell no. Yeah, you can't carry drugs as an artist. You can't carry a weapon as an artist. Yeah, and you can't, you can't even. Yeah, you like can't even leave your tour buses there because people we are gonna saw, try to fucking make a story or some bullshit. We saw Diddy's tour bus in that video. A Wendy's that was closed opened up for him. Yeah, <laughs> but that's back then. Now they're like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, because it brought a whole bunch of people too that wanted Wendy's as well. They're like, oh, you're open. Yeah, right? Everyone's, like, getting signed now. Like, oh, it's eating with Diddy at 3 a.m. at Wendy's. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it was, like, today at Lowell Farms, I kind of felt it just hearing people talking about their experience of not knowing Tommy or not ever meeting Tommy, but, like, having so many stories about Tommy or, like, an influence from Tommy or um, there was an older gentleman there that was like, I've been a fan of yours for 40-something years. I was yeah. like, holy shit, man. That's like... Yeah, this guy uh, delivers gifts on Christmas. You might know him. <laughs> Santa was there. Santa <laughs> That's Santa was there talking to Tommy. That shit was funny as fuck. And it's crazy to see just another an, an older gentleman that that moment, this entire day, this giveaway... His life meant, led up to that shit. Li- another guy, uh, the blind guy... Yeah, there's a blind guy. Which blind is cool. guy was there. Uh, he even told me that it was the best day of his life. Did he actually? Yeah, he said it to the camera. He said it like three times. Well, we got these people stoned it, too. And uh, Loudpack was stoked on that guy because he first told Lo- Loudpack, and then Loudpack called me over. He's like, "Tell, tell Chris what you just told me." And the guy like, because he was soft spoken a little. Yeah, bit. he was. He well, was he's like, probably very nervous. And I think he like, but he kind of said it. I think under his breath, like maybe not under his breath, but he must have said it at the table where nobody really heard him. But Loudpack, and he's like, "What? Get over here, Chris!" And I was like, "Oh no, what I missed?" So I ran over there, and he's like, "Tell him what you told me." And the guy was like, "This is the best day of my life." And I was like, "Oh fuck!" That's, <laughs> Hell like, yeah. Like he wasn't young. No. Like he wasn't. Well, old, he was probably our age. Yeah. Somewhere between twenty and thirty-five. Yeah. But just very saying, nice say, Mark, that is the best of your life. And we provided that for him. And we're at work. <laughs> and now we're podcasting. And now we're podcasting about it. It's pretty badass, too. But it's just cool to see. Someone get to experience that. Experience that and idolize somebody and make that happen. Um, yeah, you just don't realize the power of it on somebody. And I guess 
yeah, it's cool to see in person now, like that we see it, you know, because you yeah. hear stories, you see videos, and you see people like you wonder if it's real. Like, what were we watching? That girl freaking out on TRO when she saw Diddy in the studio. Oh yeah, crying. And Diddy's. Going, was he saying thank you after he won the don't, marathon? He didn't win the marathon, but yeah, sorry, after he, he after ran, he ran, the, ran marathon, the marathon, <laughs> definitely didn't win it. Uh, yeah, after he ran the marathon, he's in TRL with his medal, and there was a girl jumping up and down, crying, and like you know, you used to see that shit in like Michael Jackson music videos, people fainting in the front, and then like you know, all these kind of examples. You're like, is this real? People love a a star to this extent, and then you don't realize it until you're there with a star to hear somebody's like first first hands like why they're there or like what this means to them and that was pretty damn cool to capture that today and uh it was pretty cool to see 10 winners all of them say that yeah um from all different age ranges all different types of weed smokers yeah it's a weird feeling uh it's a stressful feeling like having because you you want when we do these giveaways, we want it. We want that to be the feeling you get, you know? Because that's like, we want it to be that rememberable, you know, in yeah. their life. So it's low-key a lot of pressure for us because, like, the whole time, you know, we I think we're all a little nervous. Oh, yeah. I get told to, come over here. Did you get this? Yeah. Like, all the time. Like, I and, can't be every single spot when there's right. people. But and just kind of watching incredible. and making sure everyone's having a good time and making sure... Everything's going right. It's stressful. Yeah. But, you know, I think everybody needed to, everybody did what they were supposed to do and uh, enjoyed the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was a moment where nobody was saying anything at the table with Tommy. I saw that. Everybody had smoked. A lot. Everybody had smoked a lot. Everybody had ate a lot. Even Tommy looked half asleep for a second. Everybody looked half asleep, (laughs) but all just like, I just smoked with Tommy Chong, and now we're just chilling, and I don't need to say a word. Yeah. So it was also those moments, too, that people get to have their own moment instead of, like, you know, they first get to him, and they just can't wait. Like, I got to tell you everything about my life. But, like, they have three more hours with him, you know? Yeah, and Tommy loves his fans, and it's cool seeing him, like, He was taking photos of anybody that walked by. Always. There was a guy... On our way out, that rode by on one of those little motor scooter bicycle things, and he was a, a roadie or like a, not a roadie, but a crew on some tour that was playing on a venue down the street. Guy must have went to Ralph's, saw us out front taking photos, came over, parked his little bicycle. Big dude on a little bicycle. I mean, a big dude probably carrying two fucking amps with his own self, yeah. like up the stairwell, and he's just like, "Could I get a picture?" And just like. And Tommy's just like, hell yeah, you can. Cool. Can I get you to sign my laminate? And he pulled out his tour laminate and Tommy signed it. He's like, hell yeah, well, you're at work because Tommy respects a working pe- man. Working man, especially on tour, especially in the music industry. So Tommy's all about it. But I'm just saying, even there was two people from New York that interrupted the winner's photos. Oh, they were yeah. like, we want to take a photo. And and we were trying to say, like, oh, he's got to get to his next appointment. And he was just like, no, 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 we got time. They wanted to take a photo. They were waiting before this. And I was like, he wants to take photos oh, of everybody. He, he'll take the time. So I'm not telling everybody to go do it. Don't go bother the man when he's eating a meal. Yeah. But when he's already taking photos of everybody, he will take the time to do it. Yeah. Until his Uber picks him up. Right. <laughs> and it's like he talked about in our last video we did with him. Just he knows how blessed he really is. and. How lucky he is! I mean, he, he worked his ass off. Oh, him. that last video is so sick. I'm I've gotten all kinds of cool texts from friends. Like I didn't know that about Tommy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we didn't know that about Tommy until that moment. I mean, I know you did from a couple of times of mm-hmm. talks, but yeah, it's cool. Like we're trying to get on a personal. We're trying to give the world like his monologue, you know. And yeah, I hope I can do that. I hope you we can do that. Just because he says these things so casually, too. Because it is casual. It's very casual for him to just say some of these stories, and I think he just needs to be reminded, especially because maybe his family hears it all the time. Yeah. Or, And, I mean, you see it in the video. There's a moment where he remembers something. I won't say what it is, but and like, the excitement that comes to his face, he, like, he literally jumps when he remembers. About who this person he hung out yeah, with? Yeah. and I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. 60, I mean, his hands were under his legs, and yeah. he'd go from. Oh, it was like he was a kid. Yeah, he's like, oh. Because so, this man has done a really lot cool of things. To see an old man still getting excited about things, people that he met, and things he did, and now people are meeting him, and like, you know. And we're trying to give you the world, or give the world, uh, his stories. We were working on one of the parts of that. We were trying to find uh, photos of 
the speakeasy in London yeah. from the 60s, I think it was, in the 70s. I'm not sure if it's still around, but we couldn't find any good photos from back then. And what's cool is that there'll be a picture of Tommy in Lowell Cafe. Just on the Google search? On the Like, well, just from this, from today. Oh. Like 50 years from now. <laughs> For real. For real. Damn, I, mean, there was, I didn't think about that. This is his first time the there. fuck? That's crazy. Right? People are going to be like, Tommy Chong went to this cafe. It's on the wall. And we're there that day. Huh. I never thought. Yeah. That's I mean, nuts. think about it. It's history. It's the first Lowell Cafe, first of its kind. In L.A.? In or L.A. We'll say in, I've heard we'll say say the in world, Hollywood. It's not in the world. It's not in the world. Because you can do world. that in, in uh, Amsterdam. You You've been able to do that in and Amsterdam. That's, I tried to ask Tommy and about that. California or Canada now, I think. I think so too. And you, there's a place in San Francisco you can do it. It so. just <laughs> seems like it's not the first in the world, but I've had people try to tell me. But it could be, maybe for it's, what it is. It's a hundred percent not. I'll <laughs> I'll go out and say that. Maybe they just have like a loophole of something they're doing for the first. It's, of it's the kind. first low L cafe okay. in the world. But either way. It's the first one to be that documented about Tommy being there and of who he is at yeah. a cafe. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hope our videos can be watched, you know, in like 50, 60 years when we're doing bigger things. But it'll just be cool if there's just like one of those old black and whites on the wall. And it's just like that table that day when Tommy was sitting at and like hopefully we're in the background somewhere. Uh, we're probably not, but that's why we do it, you that's know? That's cool. I can just, you know, point. I'll be that old man next to that photo at that bar. Just I made pointing that to happen. I was there that day. I did that. And like, what I are you doing here, old man? Like, nothing. Just hanging out. I'll remember, I'll, I opened the car door for Tommy <laughs> to get out and we chopped it up. And it's those little things because Tommy, we were with Tommy all the time where he uh, called you celery. And it's like celery an inside man. joke, yeah, dude. Yeah, got inside jokes of DC. Celery man or something like or so celery boy. Funny. I think he called me a celery. I don't know what he called me, but it's because Tommy got me on the snacks of eating celery a lot more. And uh, he had mentioned another video. Another buddy of mine, Rob, also turned me on to more celery too for other reasons. But I won't go into that. <laughs> Shout out, Rob. You know what it's about. Uh, but yeah, Tommy calls me celery boy now or something like that. Hey, celery. <laughs> I, jo- I joked with him on the menu. Was, he was like, let me see a menu. I'm like, it's okay. They don't have anything with celery. And he just started laughing. So it's like, I think we have that little we, small moment. But that's about it. He'll remember us. Yeah, that'll be cool. I mean, if I'm celery boy, that's fine with me. You're Tommy's celery bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine with me. It's fine with me to be remembered like that by a legend, if that's how he used to remember me. I don't know. Do you know how many people probably call him, like, Squirrel Master? Oh, yeah. And, uh... I don't know. I'm sure he has another nickname. What was his nickname in um, Leo. Leo? I'm sure people call him Leo and don't even. You know, people call him Chong. His name's fucking Tommy. <laughs> I, know, right? I heard some funny things while we were in that bar. Like people, like like people that were inside the bar and didn't realize I was with the party, and they're like, "Who?" And then like other people explaining to that person <laughs> who it is. And then, like, somebody else saying, like, did Cheech die? And, like, all oh, of fuck. Like, people, like, aren't aware, some of them. Some people yeah. aren't aware, and you're in a cannabis cafe, and he's there. And you're... Yeah, they're the legend. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. With people that were there that day, and they didn't see it. I know people were there and did not realize Tommy was there. Oh, 100%. It was hilarious. But, yeah. Shout out Tommy, man. Shout out Lowell Farms Cafe. Yeah. Shout out them. Love you, Tommy. But, uh, well, the Lakers ended up winning. Yeah. I told, I called that. I called that earlier. I said second half team. huge second half. Second half team. I, w- I, was, ab- I was about to slam <clears throat> the second half. They were minus nine and a half. And I was like, of course they're going to win the second half by ten points. I mean, they have to. They were supposed to win the game. They were a mi- uh, They won the second half 70 to 40. Seven. So yeah. they, they won by 23 oh, points yeah. in the second half. How many points back. did LeBron have? Oh, shit. He had a triple-double. Yeah, he shot out LeBron. 30 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, triple-double. Is that the first one of the year for him? No. I don't know. I don't I'm know. not going to call that. What AD fu- get? Not that good, and I had him on my daily fantasy lineup on Fernando. <laughs> so. He ended up with 15 and 7. 7 rebounds? Yeah, 3 assists. Yeah. Not like he did last week. They still week, won. Who, who went off? Uh, who else went LeBron off? LeBron did. LeBron took control of the game. <laughs> Wait, how many points did he score? 
Oh, you know what? Kuzma had 15. And Kuzma, Shout out Kuzma. I think He's that was player. his first game back, or maybe he came back from an injury. Either way, this show, Laker Talk. Yep. Sorry. Here you go. Um, I'm heading up now. Cool. Uh, I thought the car was still in the back, so I'll just go ahead and crack on watching. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. See you. See Thanks, man. But yeah, LeBron took the game into control. He went in halftime and, you know, he said, hey, guys, this is some bullshit. Yeah, he's like, I'm not losing. We gotta How are we record. losing to the Bulls right now? I'm not losing to the Bulls right now. Let me get the ball. That's LeBron. Throw me the rock. What's funny is that Bulls scored the first two points of the second half. They didn't score another two points for the no. whole third quarter, basically. No. LeBron wasn't letting that Lakers happen. are back. Yeah. All right. Championship. That's all I got to say. I'll say it again. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Episode seven, we did it. Is it seven seventy minutes long? No, well, not at all. I was but hoping to land actually, in like seventy seven minutes long. I'm gonna try to carve this up into seventy seven minutes. We're five minutes away. Okay, I'll stall for five. <laughs> in five minutes we'd be seven, but I gotta go to the fucking bathroom. Yeah, let's get out of here. Exit this shit. I need the Miami Heat though. <laughs> Shout out Jimmy Butler. They're losing by 15 to the Nuggets right now. I need them plus 10. Well, it's time to take a trip to Miami. I've never been to Miami. to Miami. And we were this close to going to it for work. I was going to go to that CBD expo. I was ready to go like up until the day I told I wasn't going. And I was like, I'm going to get a trip to Miami. I've only been to Orlando in Florida. Fuck. Or- no, I won't say that. But yeah, shout out Miami. But I'm going to go to Miami right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. But no, yeah, I need Miami plus 10.5 against the Nuggets right now. Dope. Let's go. All right. That's been episode seven. Um, Yeah. Stay tuned for more. We're keeping it moving. We're going to try our best, right, Chris? Every day. Every day. Every day. All right, y'all. Peace. We were rolling the whole time, right? <laughs>